Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are now in Job chapter 27, looking at verses 1 through 6 in the New Living Translation. Job's tone has changed, but but let's listen to God's Word. It reads, Job continued speaking. I vow by the living God, who has taken away my rights, by the Almighty, who has embittered my soul. As long as I live, while I have breath from God, my lips will speak no evil, and my tongue will speak no lies. I will never concede that you are right. I will defend my integrity until I die. I will maintain my innocence without wavering. My conscience is clear for as long as I live. Again, this is Job chapter 27, verses 1 through 6 in the New Living Translation, which titles it Job's Final Speech. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scotts. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening. If you subscribe and follow, you'll know whenever a new episode drops. Also, why don't you drop me a line and let me know what you think of my podcast. Please follow and like 5 Minutes in the Word on Twitter and Facebook. Again, we're looking at Job chapter 27 verses 1 through 6 in the New Living Translation. This section, these six verses, looks at Job's commitment to the truth. Job, is his, his tone has changed. I think he's kind of resigned to the fact that this is, this is what it's going to be. So I might as well make my peace with God. So it's like it's with a shrug of his shoulders. Here I am. And he may have waited for his friends to respond before continuing. His friends were so busy and so eager to dispute him that they scarcely let him put a word in. Job said, suffer that I may speak. And, oh, that you would hold your peace. But now, it seems that they were out of breath and left him room to say what he would. Either they were themselves convinced that Job was in the right and they uh, despaired of convincing him that he was in the wrong and therefore threw away their weapons and gave up the cause. So maybe they said, okay, well, Job, you've kind of convinced us, but, you know, we have nothing else to say. It's like you're trying to talk to a friend that you can't get them to see anything that you're trying to say. So you just, you know, I'm through talking. I'll let you have the floor because I have nothing else to say. <laughs> it's just, kind of the, you know, the way the commentary has it. To be proven wrong would make... Uh, let's see, I'm skipping something. Oh, Job swears to his innocence. Making an oath on God's name was the strongest form of swearing an oath. 
And even uh, in our courts, I don't know if we still do it. You place your hand on your Bible, on the Bible, and say, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. I don't know if they still do that. But when we were kids, I remember that, in, you know, when you're watching like Perry Mason or something like that, or maybe not Perry Mason, but, you know, I just remember that being a part of an oath. To be proven wrong would make the oath taker a blasphemer. Even while making an oath in God's name, Job asserts that God has dealt unfairly with him. So in spite of him changing his tone, he still feels that, God, you have really wronged me. I don't know what I did to cause your wrath to be upon me. But he acknowledges that God is the sustainer of his life. Even though he believes that God has dealt unfairly with him, he knows that he depends on God, as we all do, for our life, our breath, our very being, very being. Job vows to speak truthfully. Earlier, he had said that he would speak freely. He also accused his friends of speaking falsely. And having heard his friends' speeches, Job remains unconvinced by their words and will not change his position. And why should he? He is a man of integrity. God has said it, and he's proven it. And he's saying it now that I'm not going to change and, you know, become evil because of all of what's gone on with me. He will continue to speak truthfully and uphold his uh, righteousness and integrity. And if Job agrees with his friends, he will violate, violate his integrity. But, of course, he's not a hypocrite. He hasn't lied. He's, um, you know, he really doesn't know what's going on. God spoke of Job's integrity to Satan. Job would always be an honest man, and he would hold fast to his integrity and not curse God as Satan by his wife urged him to do in chapter 2. Because remember, uh, Satan had already said if he lost everything, he cursed you, you know, and he didn't curse him. And his wife was like, why don't you just curse God and die? And he just, he wouldn't do it. So he's going to hold on to his integrity. And I'm still sharing from the commentaries. Job is thinking of dying and getting ready for death. And therefore, He's resolved in his mind to never part from his religion, though he had lost all that he had in the world. And as we go through different things in our lives, we have to, uh, I mean, as a Christian, you have good days, you have bad days. That's a part of life. But you don't uh, lose your faith because you have bad days. It, it, It makes your faith stronger because you know God is there. And he does hear, and he does listen. Job finishes his his oath by firmly declaring his righteousness. Job is not declaring himself uh, free from sin. He already acknowledged that you know he's sinned in chapter seven. However, he believes that he has done nothing to deserve the level of suffering God has inflicted on him. We know that because we've read the story. We read the first two uh, or three chapters. We know what's going on in the background. Job does it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you 
that like Job, we can walk in our integrity. We can um, maintain our innocence before you without wavering. We can live, we can as long as we live and have breath from, from you, to, um, live a godly life. The Holy Spirit, help us to do that because sometimes things in this life makes you uh, steer away from God. And there's a song that says, I've wandered far away from God, but now I'm coming home. God, thank you that your arms are always open to accept us once we acknowledge that we've done or we've strayed, that we've done wrong or strayed from your path. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that covers us and saves us from all of our unrighteousness and makes us white as snow. In the name of Jesus, praying again for those who need you in a special way. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.